What's going on guys? My name is Aldenero and welcome to episode 80 of the Midnight Hour. It's a significant episode because it's 80 and that's a nice round number, but also because it has now been three years since the very first episode about Guilty Pleasures went up. So obviously the podcast has changed a lot since then. We've had periods of incredible consistency and periods of horrific inconsistency. Um, we're kind of in the midst of one of the latter periods right now because my physical health has just destroyed me over the last few weeks. Um, I was prescribed two antibiotics like two weeks ago and then just today I was given another antibiotic. So three antibiotics in two weeks which is a new personal record for me. I'm very proud about that. Um, but yeah, like I thought everything was alright and then today I woke up with an ear infection so I must have accidentally listened to that Coldplay slash Chainsmokers song that's out. But anyway, this episode is really good. I'm really, really happy with it. It's me and Nepenthes, and it's sort of about the topic of online hate culture and toxic communities and things of that nature. Basically, angry YouTube comments in a podcast. That's kind of what I was hoping to get at here. Um, naturally, as it does when myself and Nepenthes talk, the conversation bounces around every single topic in the world. Uh, we go on extraordinary tangents, and I think the podcast actually fared well as a result of that. I think uh, you guys are really going to like this discussion. For those of you who don't know if you're out of the loop when it comes to uh, gaming, YouTube, and stuff like that, Nepenthes is a YouTuber with 1.4 million subscribers, and he's also just someone who has, like given me an awful lot of subscribers and promotion and stuff like that um so his channel will be linked in the description go and uh you know subscribe to him because he definitely needs that from me um but yeah it's i just think for those of you who've been with me for a long long time this is the kind of episode that is a deserving episode 80 and three year anniversary special if you want to discuss the episode any episode if you want to be on the podcast if you want to like contribute to the podcast in some way go to the subreddit for the midnight hour which is reddit.com slash or slash eldenero and you know have a read through the treads and you know contribute or whatever also there is an opportunity to win a midnight hour t-shirt in this episode which is something i kind of decided there and then it's at the very end so um if that is of interest to you obviously listen to the end if you already have a t-shirt though um, still just do the thing that I say to do at the end of the episode, leave the comment, and um, I'll message you, and if you tell me you already have a t-shirt, I'll give you a mug or something like that instead. So, yeah, just, that's a heads up on that, and I hope you guys enjoyed the episode, I'll talk to you at the end. No power in the verse can stop me. Uh, right, so I am joined today by one of the most polarizing figures on the whole internet, hated by many, loved by some. Nah, just kidding. I'm KSI joined is actually here. <laughs> wow, I am amazed that you managed to get a name like him onto a show like this. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I was going to do a KSI voice, and it's been so long since I've done one that I'm not sure I could actually do it. I am the most hated person on YouTube. That is definitely not a KSI voice. It's his tone, though. He does have that kind of tone when he talks, I think. He he kind of heightens the middle of the sentence. 
Like, you know. I'm not going to agree or disagree with that, but I am going to say that I got a very squeaky chair and I waved at the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, when you, you know, usually I'm so used to being in front of the camera that I, like, you know what I mean? So I'd wave at the microphone instead. Excellent. Yeah. I'm glad everyone could see that. Um, so, yeah, of course, I am joined today by John Nepenthes Cena. So, uh, thanks for being here. Yeah, it's, it's great to be here. I wouldn't be anywhere else right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this, we're recording this in my studio um, on Miami Boulevard. Is that a place? I think that's a place. This has been a great Probably. start so far. I had a migraine like half an hour ago, so my uh, disorientation levels are kind of higher than usual. And, you know, usually they are pretty high, so that's not really uh, a good sign for how this is going to go. Anyway, today we're going to talk about sort of online hate culture and uh, toxic communities and YouTube comments and all of that fun stuff. Because it really is fun when you actually boil it down. Um, Also, oh my god, you won't believe this. I went to see Drake the other night and that's not where the story ends. I I I fucking knew you were going to do that. That's why I got in there and I said that's not where the story ends because I absolutely (laughs) knew that's where you were going to take it. So I was in the there was a mosh pit. It was the tamest mosh pit that I have ever dominated in my life. Um, (laughs) They were all like 16. It was absolutely incredible. And he was like, alright, we're going to have a mosh pit. And I was like, perfect, I'm getting right to the front. Um... But yeah, there was this guy, and he was like, oh no, Drake was like, whoa, whoa, the left side had a fucking sick mosh pit, that was unreal. And I was like, what, fuck off, we were the best. And then this guy was like, L? And I was like, what? And he was like, L? And I was like, yes, who are you? And he was like, I've been listening to you, but uh, I'm not actually in your comment section or anything like that. He told me his name, but I was on so many drugs that I can't remember. But yeah, I got recognized at a Drake concert. It would have been so much better if it was Drake that was like, whoa. (laughs) You, you know, instead of some mystery man that you can't even remember the name of that never posts in your comments that probably is made up, if I'm going to be honest, <laughs> probably just lied about that to make this podcast a bit more interesting. It is very convenient on my part that it's like a great story for me that I'm the hero of, dominated all these kids in a mosh pit, got recognized by a fan and all of that stuff, and I can't reference any of it with actual reality. <laughs> because you're on drugs and right now if if you had a high quality podcast you'd see that i'm actually using inverted comments <laughs> comma, commas in my fingers but because you only do voice and not not camera we'll change that oh uh, yeah that. why not um i'm on drugs right now i'll have you know i'm on yes you are anti-migraine medication yeah anyway um so have you ever been i know that you've been spotted by fans when you've been out and about uh so that's a boring question but have you ever confronted or being confronted by a hater in real life no there was one do you know you know Dwayne Dwayne the Dutch guy no uh Dwayne no, Hater, remember the old school yeah no not him there was a like a, a troll a twitter oh, troll oh D-U-A-N-E yeah yeah so he uh-huh. was a he was a um EGX resident in Birmingham like three years ago and he just constantly gives me shit and apparently we walked past him and he was sort of like I can't remember who told me, but he like so quick to like duck his head down and put his foot up and try not to be noticed. <laughs> I, I like nah, nah, no, no. I would love a hater to confront me because I'd, I'd genuinely like to know what the problem is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would. I'd love to like because the YouTube comments in general are so filled with just absolute bile. I'd love to just like grab one of those people by the scruff of the neck and just break down what it is that they're mad. Like just so, what made you post that? Did you think yeah. that that was a clever thing to do? Like. Really just... It's interesting, though, because there was this thread on Reddit the other day about hate-watching. 
And I was like, this makes so much sense. And it's people who watch people that they hate to validate the reasons that they hate them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure I've got plenty of hate watchers that just watch me just to be like, I fucking knew it. I knew <laughs> it. I knew I hated him. And then they can go and talk about it to other people somewhere else on the internet and make themselves feel better about themselves. That's not a thing that you understand. Am I right in saying that? Like, Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, yeah okay. Because remember when we lived together, <laughs> the amount of times I would be like, look at this fucking dickhead and you would say like <laughs> if you don't like him yeah, why do you watch- just stop watching him what you you are wasting you are not wasting his time because you are generating him revenue one way or another your view even if you got ad block you are you are a statistic to his numbers that make him who he is I know. so by what hate watching him you have done nothing but benefit him and waste your own time and and you also like just the actual mental toll that takes on you to expend like so much energy on like, like on hating. Like you literally just watch it just to go. Grrr. Yeah, you, it's crazy. I, it's it's hard. I understand some things though. Like, like the the TV shows that I watch, and I know this is going like way off the mark, but certain TV shows that I watch just get tedious. Season two or season three, and I'm like, I, I sometimes I want to watch it because I'm like, I've invested so much time into this that I just have to continue watching this even though I hate it. And yeah. to me, that's hate watching, right? You're watching a show just to find its conclusion, to have that closure in your life. But recently, I've just been like, you know what? Fuck it. I can't be bothered to watch this crappy-ass show just to see the final. So what I end up doing is I end up Googling what happens in the end, and I'm always, (laughs) always satisfied that I stopped watching when I did. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I've had that discussion with you many times. Are you still still walking The Watching Dead? Are you still watching (laughs) The Walking Dead? Nope. Gave up on that. (laughs) The principle of The Walking Dead TV show is just retarded. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god, this zombie moving at three miles per hour is so close to getting me. If only I could walk away at a casual pace. <laughs> well then just walk away at a casual pace. <laughs> well, I, zombie, like, do you know, it's, no, no, we got to do this here. I'm just, and again, this is nothing to do, in fact, this is me, this is hate, this is all about hate. This it, is literally As long as it's in the spectrum of hate, uh, it's <laughs> fine. It's, Zombies it's are the most retarded things in the world. They, 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 first of all, they have to eat humans to survive, which is just moronic in its entirety because you can get those kind of nutrients anywhere in the world. You don't need to eat a human to get that. But second of all, they are, they are zombies. The definition of a zombie is that it, like, I don't know what the definition of a zombie is. I'm, <laughs> I'm, glad, you st- I'm glad you started that <laughs> sentence with really confidently. The definition of a zombie. What a zombie is, in my mind, is uh, an idiotic being that doesn't know its arse from its elbow and just wants to feast on human flesh, right? So just prevent that from happening and you've solved your problem. Yeah. I mean, I I think there's there's other inconsistencies in The Walking Dead. Like, you know, someone gets bitten by a zombie and depending on how important of a character they are, it can take a long time to become a zombie or it can happen in the blink of an eye. Um, there, there are other things like, at what point does the zombie stop eating the human because we see yeah. humans that are literally just a pile of bones because the zombies really went to town on that fucker and then you see other like i don't know is it that the virus spreads so quickly that the i don't know the pheromones that well, emanate wasn't, from wasn't the it, wasn't it discovered that they all have the virus yeah and i think that's actually a great inclusion in the walking dead plot because it does give a lot more meaning to their uh, struggle to survive because if someone dies of a heart attack then you've got a zombie in your camp you know what i mean so it, it but explain of... to me then why, if I've already got the virus, I'm not turning into a zombie, but when a zombie may 
nip my finger, all of a sudden I'm now about to turn into a zombie, even though I already had the virus, because that, that alludes to the fact that injury speeds up the procedure. So what about when, you know, the one, the old dude lost his leg? Why, like, he lost his leg because of a zombie bite, I assume. But yeah. I'm sure one of them got, like, twisted an ankle. Well, you know what I mean, at one stage or another. Why didn't they just, in, like, just turn into a zombie? I, I think the inference is that once the... I, I don't know if it's that maybe when the infected blood collides with the, um, like, the, I don't know, whatever remnants of the disease emanate from the zombie committing the bite or something like that like i don't know if that's what it is but i do know that a lot of sort of like you know if someone has polio or if, if someone doesn't have polio rather and they get injected with the uh antidote for polio or whatever the vax the polio vaccine not antidote that's not a word we use mm-hmm. um they have polio you know what i mean like that's how they never get it is because their body learns to fight it. So maybe the fact that everyone has the disease is because it's something in the air and their body is constantly fighting, but once the infection is strengthened by the bite, then they become the actual zombie. But it it does explain a lot more stuff, like how there's been episodes where they've been trapped in these... um, Like, in one episode, they went down to a basement and it was flooded. And, like, they all were submerged in this zombie-infested, flooded basement. And so they obviously ingested some super-infected water there. So, mm-hmm. like, ordinarily they'd turn into a zombie. But because they already have the infection, that's that loophole and that's that plot hole closed. So I think it is actually a really neat inclusion in the show. But also, I think that's the difference between me and you, is that when I watch something, I don't necessarily... Like, the first thing I actually look for something in a show isn't that I enjoy it. I, I kind of critically evaluate it, and I want to know if it's doing the right thing, if it's doing what it's supposed to do. Yeah, no, it? no, see, I agree with that, and that's, that's why I say, like, sometimes, like... Like when the character development either stops or goes in a direction that I don't enjoy, I'll just stop watching. Mm-hmm. But if the character development is still going in a way where I'm like, wow, like I genuinely don't know what's coming next, I'm intrigued, regardless of how many plot holes or how idiotic the show is. But in The Walking Dead, it is just, I cannot look past the fact that these humans are the ones that survived. And then they've managed to survive all the trials and tribulations that the the Walking Dead writing crew have given them. And yet they can't think of the most basic life principles to secure themselves. Yeah, they... It's, it, it just doesn't work for me. I can't I can't look past that. They're the worst group of people in the world. <laughs> Everywhere <laughs> they go, they leave a vacuum <laughs> filled with bodies and blood and regret and just like if, if if those heroes like they're the heroes they turn up to save your town like they did in alexandria like they did in the prison they actually turn up they dominate they make themselves known like they're they're the big dogs you're gonna do what they say now this is a rictatorship and then like they fuck everything up really badly all the new people die and all the original people are like whoa that was shit. let's go somewhere else <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, shit. let's go find a new place to hole up and obliterate with our ignorance and clumsiness and stuff um, just seems like i stopped watching pretty much at the time where the governor was around the kind of the back end of the governor where he died or whatever and he he kind of had it down but even to an extent that was just a little bit stupid and ott like you know, he had it to a point where he had a walled-off community, and that is sensible. Yeah. But they're acting as if they don't have the materials to build an actual fucking wall. Yeah. <laughs> like, why are they using buildings and, and corrugated iron to try and block out these zombies when they could just build a, 
an actual physical standing wall with a strong door that will stop zombies getting in. It's actually such a shame that you stopped watching at that point because they have since moved to a town where they have literally built actual walls with actual strong oh, gates fair and enough. zombies. Well, that makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, I, I digress. We, <laughs> we both digress. Way the fuck off topic. Um, um, I think one of the things that um, makes me sort of at least understand uh, internet hate culture is when I... See, when I ask someone if, they, if they've if they watched The Walking Dead and they say no, I get a little bit like, really? Um, and if they say they have watched it and that they like it, I also get that, really? And basically what I want from every conversation about The Walking Dead is for everyone to have the exact same reservations and criticisms that I have. And that's such a fucking idiotic principle by which to conduct any conversation at all and yet i feel it in me like if i'm on the internet and i see someone post like oh man this episode was great all of this stuff happened and i'm like no they just walked around for the whole episode like i get really angry if they don't agree with me (laughs) like I, i get angry that they literally found enjoyment in something that i could not like what that doesn't make any kind of like in, in, in terms of that like 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 when you come back to like the whole internet thing and stuff this what you're describing there is the lit, like the literal being of handicap scripting and momentum yeah yeah completely if you yeah. don't see it the way that that other person sees it you are just inherently wrong no matter your argument yeah and it doesn't matter if like you don't have the facts because nobody has the facts about handicap. Yeah, but they that, have that's... alternative facts. Yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they are totally fake news. But the, <laughs> they have these like it's a preconceived notion uh, true which like confirmation bias allows them to believe that they're right every time. And I yeah. think that is the fundamental. It's, it's exactly what you said. Like that is the actual being of like that. That's the pulse of online arguments is because that we argue about what we think feels right rather yeah. than what we do with actual fact. We don't look for the ultimate truth. Like we're not actually beings that are concerned with truth. But the, the, the thing, the thing with this is though, is it, it can, even if you present facts, you like, you could literally be like, somebody could say, ah, oh, momentum exists in FIFA, handicap exists in FIFA. I can feel it. And I could say, well, EA released this, uh, you know, piece of literature, proving that it doesn't or as if i'm going to believe ea of course well, they're going to go. say that yeah. yeah of course yeah you're going to say like okay well now i've given you the actual facts and you still refuse to believe it yeah. what can i do from there yeah nothing you, but and yet and yet in the face of that most people tend to just keep driving it home even though it's never going to actually hit home yeah you know what i mean have you ever have you ever actually changed someone's mind or had your mind yes. changed Really? Yeah. Yes, and yes. Uh, I've I, I've had my mind change very, very few times, but there have been a few times. In fact, on scripting and handicap, back in FIFA 12, I made a video blasting EA about how scripting is so blatantly part of the game. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> and now I would, I would, I'm an advocate of the fact that it isn't in the game because I don't believe it is in the game. I believe there's a lot of issues in the game. There's a lot of bugs in the game, but ultimately that like you are in control you are in not full control but you are in control like when somebody does something and they blame the game they act as if that was the only option they ever had in that exact specific (laughs) scenario when it wasn't yeah it's interesting and so in on that note i i have i have i've convinced quite a few people and and i do it mostly through my videos where i'm trying to educate people as to why these things are going wrong rather than just blaming ea and, and refusing to get better at the game 
Yeah. Because if you want to get better at FIFA or any game in general, even if it be League of Legends or uh, you know a real life sport, something you need to you need to find your flaws so that you can work on those to become a, a more well-rounded sculpture of what you want to be. And in FIFA, that's no different. You know, FIFA, if you say, oh, I always concede in the 90th minute, well, well, you've already got half the half the answer. You know what your problem is. Now you've just got to find the solution. Plus, if you say that, it's going to happen. Like, when, yeah. you, when you say something and you convince yourself that it's a reality, it's it's called a self-fulfilling prophecy. It comes true. So, so, so the, but the, the, the thing about it is, and... and this is this is how it is. There's certain patterns of play in FIFA, and I've tried to explain this to people, and I don't think people quite grasp what I'm trying to get at with this. But there's certain patterns that result in opportunities to score, and the only way I can correlate this is in Football Manager when you know a good eight to ten seconds before the opposing team, or even before your team will score, you're like, I know that this results in a goal. Yeah, absolutely. That happens all the time. Right, but- because it's just it's just common. It's like recurring patterns. So when that recurring pattern initiates, your mind instantly says, well, this is a fucking goal then, isn't it? Because EA has screwed me before it's even happened. And it might be the self-fulfilling prophecy, but it also might be a case of you've now identified this pattern. So do something different to what you usually do to break it from happening. Yes, that's so right. That's exactly what it is right there because you you so many times like you can see the corner in the 90th minute and you say watch this bullshit i bet they score yeah. oh look they did and it's like yeah, yeah they it. did because I... you didn't even bring your keeper out because you were yeah, so you, convinced. you tried nothing different you tried <laughs> exactly. absolutely nothing different yeah, <laughs> yeah. no that's totally like that is exactly what it is um but, so but you, and you say that right but then sometimes i sit here and think is this us using confirmation bias to assume that we're just right and it, we could still be wrong. I will concede that if EA said tomorrow there's scripting in the game, I would say, yep, knew it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I would I would not be surprised to learn that it's there, but I have not really seen any evidence to support the fact that it's there. All I have seen is people whining about its existence without... Yeah, and like, like, one of my biggest arguments is, right, and, and people seem to just dismiss this as an argument in its entirety, is... The fact that they genuinely can't code some of the most basic principles of football or gaming in the game, right? They make so many mistakes at yeah. a fundamental level. Yeah, absolutely. Yet people believe that they can influence the result of play on a whim based on the result at hand at like any given second whilst potentially millions of games are being played at the exact same time. Who, how, Like how? How can they get that so perfect every time? And yet they can't get the image of a pack right. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you know what I mean? That's a, I, I think um, I, I'm really, really, really fascinated by people who believe in conspiracy theories. And I really think that that right there, what you've just said, like the fact that EA, when it comes to making a game, it's, it's not necessarily that they're incompetent, but it's that making a game is really difficult and it's difficult yeah. to nail down specific things, no matter how simplistic they are. It's the same thing with like, you think that George Bush like, you know, completely orchestrated 9-11. And so this is a guy who fucking choked on a pretzel. Like, <laughs> you, you think that he has it within him, like, for for ultimately no profit for himself and complete damage to his reputation as is what resulted from 9-11. It ruined George Bush's presidency and every decision he made after it was terrible, which should just go to show that this is not a man who can come up with this plot and it's have... It's interesting you say that, though, because there was there was a post on Imgur about George Bush the other day that since Donald Trump's been in power, George Bush has been making certain statements that he can make now that he couldn't make when he was president. 
And it's evident that he is an incredibly intelligent man that only has the country's best wishes at heart. He and is insanely intelligent. He's so fucking smart. Like it's yeah. actually like I I I um I I don't because he he went through that like completely illegal war on completely false pretenses and stuff like that. I I can't really get behind the idea that I like George Bush, but there's something in me when I see him like in his actual human element and not as a politician that I kind of I kind of sympathize with him and I I feel like on some level he got a raw deal because he was forced to act by you know like public pressure and stuff like that. But the, and... the way I see stuff like that is that everyone is their own hero. There are of course like bad there are like psychopaths, sociopaths, like you know murderers and and serial killers and stuff. There are those in as well. But and of course they're of, the men... real heroes, am I right? <laughs> but no, but men of power, especially in politics, they they are doing at any level whether you're Iranian or Russian or American or British, you are doing what you think is right for your country. Yeah. So even though that war on terror may, from the outside looking in, may appear to be erroneous and absolutely, like, just heinous, right? But I'm sure George Bush and his collective of people had their reasons for doing it. Yeah, plus it was one of the only, like, huge issues like this in recent memory where liberals and Republicans both agreed that it was the right thing to do. Like, the Democrats actually were all in favor of going into Iraq, so, like... You know, that that should kind of tell you what his logic was when yeah, it came to it. Yeah, exactly. Well, everyone's saying this is a good thing to do. Well, do it then, George. A- exactly. I'm going to do it. You're an idiot, George. <laughs> Why have you done that? And that's literally the mind. That's the mindset of someone who posts hateful shit on the internet as it well. Genuinely is, like, yeah. I mean, the amount of times that I've been in your live streams, and <laughs> or the amount of times you've just pointed out, like, like not even anecdotal stuff, where, where you actually provide me evidence with, like, look at this tweet from this guy. Says he's a huge fan of me. Didn't even tag me in the tweet. All of this stuff, and then the same guy is like, "Hey, mate, do a giveaway." And you're like, "I, I did one last week." And they're like, "Fuck you, you cunt! I hate you and hope you die and stuff like that." Like just because you haven't done something that it. It also occurs to me that the people that get mad at you for not doing giveaways are incredibly confident in their ability to win a lottery. Like, yeah, right. So th- that's like, there's the thing. Like, I don't do giveaways anymore ever, just because I just can't be bothered to deal with the bullshit that comes along with giveaways. That's not to say that I don't want to provide for my fan base and I don't want them to have the best. And and something that's like really like come over me a lot over the last sort of twelve to eighteen months is I want to help society in a way that I previously don't. I want to go and. I want to go to soup kitchens and I want to give like toys to the Make-A-Wish Foundation and stuff because I'm, you know, I'm in a position where I can afford to do that. And I know it would help and benefit people who suffer like I, you know, because I didn't have much growing up. And I, w- I want those people to know that there's a place for them. And a lot of that stems from my brother and his problems and stuff and, and you know, what I've dealt with with him. But when people tweet like, hey, man, you should do a 100,000 coin giveaway because I need this player. <laughs> yeah. Who says you're gonna win it? There's like seven hundred thousand people that could win it. You're probably, in, in actual fact, you're probably not gonna win it. <laughs> it's like it is literally like me saying, "Damn, I need money." Hey, the government, can you please do a lottery? Okay, we do one every Wednesday. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you, the government. You've really saved me here. That's <laughs> literally exactly what it is. <laughs> it makes no sense. And yet I play Lotto every single day. That's one thing that I don't do that my dad does. All my dad like my dad will not not do the lottery, and he will not ever change his numbers or the amount of tickets he buys or how often he does it because he like he has that belief. And I've I've experienced this so many times, but he has that belief that the one time he doesn't do it, 
it will come good for him. Absolutely. And, and that's a fact. <laughs> like, you can't... I don't know. I, I, I do the lotto. I do the same numbers every time. I do this thing called the Daily Million, where um it's uh, there's two draws once a day, and it's for a million. And there's a plus draw, too, where it's for 500k. So I spend, like, €10.50 Euro 50 every fucking, like, three or four days on it. And, like, I hate myself for doing this. But if I don't do it, I will have missed out on a million euro like that that you know that's how my mind works even though i know truthfully this is what i said earlier that we're not beings that actually search for the truth i truthfully know that that is not going to happen like, I mean, yeah i mean i would like like what isn't isn't it wasn't something that you literally have more odds of getting struck by lightning than you do of winning the lottery well here's the and thing. let me tell you i never sit here thinking today is my day to get struck by lightning well <laughs> i do the lottery every day but i only walk through lightning storms like you know <laughs> once every few months so i i don't know how accurate that is but yeah i don't i don't know like statistically uh, on that note saying talking about the accuracy i think i was even i was even reading something about that which does like, and these are the sort of things that do genuinely change my mind the reason why the odds of you getting struck by lightning are, wor- are better than the odds of you winning the lottery is because people that do live in those like zones in the world that have a lot of lightning storms and stuff yeah. they they unbalance the like if you remove like that one dense area of people getting struck by lightning the percentage chance of you getting struck by lightning is like literally null it's nothing yeah yeah do you know what i mean yeah yes statistical probability is such a difficult thing for me to wrap my like idiot caveman brain around like i just i think like humans evolved to like see food on a tree and say yeah that's the thing that we eat we didn't evolve to be like well if there's 50 apples on this tree like you know what i mean like we don't count on things like that like we're, yeah we're not able to process big numbers or anything i do always wonder and i know we are so far off topic that this isn't even about internet hate or anything anymore but it does interest me like like who who was there and thought let me see what this tastes like yeah who milked you know the I mean? first cow and drank that shit that's yeah, disgusting yeah. Exactly. I, and the thing is, it has to be a pervert, doesn't it? It has to be some pervert <laughs> that saw a baby cow drinking from its mother's tea and thought, I wonder what the fuck that tastes like. Or, or like some absolute psychopath who was like, ah, this chicken has had a baby and I am going to eat it. <laughs> I'm going to crack it open before it's formed. <laughs> I'm going to crack it's it open. And... embryo, cook it and eat it. I, mean, I bet the first person who did it didn't even cook it. I bet they ate that shit right. Well, yeah, I mean, I, like, that's just natural evolution, though, isn't it? Oh, he, he ate that like that and he died. So let's do something <laughs> a little bit different with it. Well, he died as well. Let's yeah. do a little something different with that. No, he died as well. And you, you're the last one on the line thinking, fuck me, I hope someone doesn't die before this gets to me, otherwise I'm <laughs> fucked. <laughs> should, should we stop eating this? No, no, those guys were just doing something wrong. We, we, we tried it before whilst wrapping it in raw pig let's try this time wrapping it in raw cow because you don't know that might be the thing that doesn't kill us <laughs> man cavemen were so stupid they were stupid. So someone should really have a word with them and just you know sit them down and say hey wayne rooney i yeah anyway <laughs> you could just cook it dude <laughs> yeah, yeah. could have just cooked it um i i honestly cannot think of a time that i've had my mind changed by arguing with someone online i i've had true true doing this podcast though I, i've had many um like sort of doorways open for like an actual intellectual discourse and like one of the great things about the fans of this show is that they're very very pleasant and very easy to deal with all of the ones that don't call me a beta cook and all of that stuff because you know 
Uh, have you heard the beta cook thing? Or cook? No. It, it's basically what it means is, to, to break it down and simplify it for you, is that if you don't support uh, Donald Trump's policies, it means that you want a black man to have sex with your wife while you watch. Uh, it's, right. it's, it's not exactly that, but that's pretty much the genesis of the meme and where it comes from. Um, so yeah, people call me that because um, I say things. Um, I mean, that doesn't make any sense anyway, because you're not married. Yeah, I know, but I don't think that it, it's such a leap to call someone a cook. And, like, a cook is somebody who uh, their wife is cheating on them. It's, like, such a juvenile insult to, like, you know, based on policy. Like, based on your political persuasion, it means that your wife is cheating on you. Like, what? <laughs> like I'm sorry. I just... I, I, I think it's funny. Um, but um, I actually had a little Trump rant one time about his just his inability to control himself and his complete unwillingness to actually portray embarrassment or anything. And so I, I was saying about the time that he made fun of the disabled reporter, and I was like, this is just... like A man with this little self-control should not be in this kind of... like That should have been the end of it. And a guy, he linked me a video, and he literally proved to me that Donald Trump was not, in fact, making fun of a disabled reporter. No, he wasn't. He's he's made that hand gesture yeah, multiple for times. for years yeah. and years. Yeah. On, yeah, and and I I swear, like I watched that video, and and to be honest, the guy who linked me, I've he he definitely has a different political leaning to me, and I understand that and respect it, and also really respect that he puts up with a lot of my shit. You know what I mean? Um, but as soon as I saw the link, I was like, ah, this is so far fetched. Like, there's no way he's gonna be. Oh, actually, but that that is, that is that is a that is an exception to the general rule that Donald Trump is an idiot. Yeah, completely. Do you know what I mean? Like but, you're like, oh shit, okay, I was wrong on that one. And yet, it's it is an example of how the media mischaracterized him. Like, but and and that's what I hate about this whole like presidency is the fact that Donald Trump uses that now yeah. as his salvation. Yeah. <laughs> See, they got it wrong here. It's all fake news! Yeah, (laughs) I know. No, Donald, it doesn't work like that. But it's kind of, like, in a weird way, I don't actually hate Donald Trump. I genuinely don't. I hate a lot of the things that he says, and I hate a lot of the people that he inspires. But I am a huge Kanye West fan, and I feel like I would be a philosophical hypocrite if I could appreciate Kanye's insanity and also defend when he gets... um, like mischaracterized by the media even when i accept that he is a fucking incoherent raving lunatic but yeah when I mean, they like, he genuinely believes himself to be the second coming doesn't he pretty much yeah. yeah but and yet when the media fixate on something about him to get everyone angry they've almost certainly got it wrong like 90 percent of the time like they never yeah. focus on the actual idiotic things he says and it's the same thing that's happening with trump and it really fucking annoys me like, <laughs> I actually followed Trump on Twitter today. I've, I've followed him for a while, and let me tell I, you, you are in for a fucking amazing time. I followed him. I see so many tweets of his on Imga, and I just immediately assumed it was either a fake Donald Trump yeah. account or satire. <laughs> and so I was like, I've got to follow him and just see. And it's real. He, I, I don't know if he genuinely tweets that stuff or if he has like a PR no, team. No, he, he it. tweets it. He gets up like, at 6 a.m. I, I cannot believe that this man won the race to be the president of the United States. He is so petty yeah i know unbelievable it's incredible though like and and i mean like look if you like trump that's fine i've just said that i don't dislike him 
like you have to admit that in his faults is a is an incredibly thin skin like he just he even the way he deals with criticism is to immediately attack someone's yeah, reputation to them as a human yeah exactly than, yeah. Like, it's yeah. it's always like every single time wait until you see how often he says the failing ny times <laughs> like it's just like you you, you fucking... he also seems to be one of those dudes that's like like you know how he's like uninvited like cnn and bbc and yeah. stuff it's like hey Oh, what's that? You wanted to score against me? Well, you're not on the team anymore. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, I said something bad about Donald Trump. Not allowed in the White House. But it, but it's also like saying you want to score against me. Tough. I've just scored an own goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't score that goal. I scored yeah. that goal. Yeah, I'm the one in power here. I'm the great one. Like that's what it's like. It's so but, like ridiculous. that. That can, like regardless of your beliefs and whether you you like Trump or you're a Trump supporter or you're against Trump or whatever. Surely that has to like resonate with just your general humanity to be like, holy shit, this could be awful. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but but I think in fairness, uh, like uh, most of the people that I've spoken to who um, not necessarily support Trump but opposed Hillary, they really do genuinely think that he that Trump is a better option than Hillary because Hillary's policies represent more of the same and these like just tired policies that haven't worked and won't work and when you get called on it to call everything else racist and sexist and stuff and, and isn't that something that was again some, something i read on Edgar it was actually in the comment section a debate between a couple of the users there and they were talking about how why is it that older people the older generation that aren't in touch with today's world why is it that those are the people in power I understand like the adolescence of a teenager trying to run a country or something would be wrong but surely there should be a middle ground where it's like you, you are in touch with the laws, the the rules, the regulations, but also what this world and this country needs. Yeah, I think I, it's hard to sort of... I, I think any um, idea to make that a reality would be perceived as ageist, right? Because like there are people like Bernie Sanders who, if anything, to his detriment, is probably too in touch with youth culture and the ways that the youth like on the left think like bernie says some really disqualifying things like if you are a white person you don't know what it's like to have a shit life and stuff like that like yeah. that, that like i mean that is a juvenile statement in itself you know so i think i i don't i don't really know why it is that they don't get i mean you do in canada they just they just elected like a <sighs> yeah, that, yeah, that dude looks like like I'd say what mid thirties, maybe mid forties. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And, and he also acts like a young, like representative of the left. You know, like and, and all this comes down to it encompasses things that we were talking about before we started this podcast when we're wrestling. Is that the Rock should be the president? <laughs> I, I, do you know who Sam Harris is? I've heard the name of it. Doesn't particularly like ring a bell. He's he's been on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast. He's he's a neuroscientist, but he's also um, a really just powerful thinker. Like he's written books and and he's I don't know. He's amazing. I, I wish that people like him ran the country. I wish scientists and economists and yeah. philosophers ran the country. I, I wish it wasn't a dick swinging contest yeah. you know, like like it literally is a dick swinging contest all the time it's I my ratings and crooked like, i can't imagine like somebody walks into the uh, the oval office donald we've got a meeting at 12 30 one second just got to reply to this troll real quick <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, what? how does that happen 
One second, the failing at NY Times have once again described... It's just... And the amount of, like, actual lies that he tweets is just... Yeah, it's, it's absurd. It's it is actually absurd. absurd. Yeah, it's nuts. It's crazy. Like, it's, it's the era of the Twitter president and... Whether or not you agree it's, with it. It's him. not, though, is it? Because Barack Obama never did things like that. Like, the, the thing that he tweeted, uh, like, yesterday or something about, you know, his first month in office, the they've only, they've cut the spending down to, like, 8 billion or something like that for the national debt. They've cut it by, like, 8 billion or 12 billion or something. And he's taking credit for that and then blaming Obama for his first month in, in office where it was like twenty billion deficit into the the national thing. I, I think it was two hundred billion, but it's oh, also maybe, yeah, possibly yeah. It's completely unsubstantiated that claim. It, it was said on Fox News when they were um, they saw it on some like one of those right wing uh, think tank websites. Like sure. it's, it's not even a substantiated claim at all. So let, let's assume that that's correct. Okay. Yeah. The 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 statement after that is that the apparently that specifically the first month, but potentially even up to the first year is what you've inherited from the previous president. Yeah, so what yeah. what Bush, sorry, what Trump is, uh, Obama is getting slammed for by Trump is what Bush fucked up, that he's now corrected that Trump's standing saying, look what I'm doing. Yeah. That's not shit, dude. You can't just take over a fucking, it's like, like George Bush has sunk the ship and Obama comes on and he's like, don't worry guys, we're going to save this ship. And he's saving this ship, and then Trump's like, "Hey guys, we're we're be- we're basically out of water now, and I'm I'm the captain." Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> that, that's not that's not Trump. Please, you gotta stop. <laughs> you gotta look at yourself once and just be like, "Did I really do that?" He's gone up to the deck and drop kicked Obama into the ocean and gone, <laughs> "I've done it." <laughs> <laughs> All my hard work has prevailed. Look at when Obama took over this ship; it was sinking. <laughs> Oh man, I love how completely off topic this is. Yeah, it has. It's gone so far off off the uh, off the center of where we're aiming at. So carry on. I know you've got a list of questions, so I have. I think one more question. Um, but but uh, I'll fuck this one up. <laughs> I did, yeah, I'm gonna ask you like, oh, what do you think about hate? And you're gonna be like, see the thing about space, and this is what I don't get. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like that, anyway, that, that link that that guy sent me, like legit changed my opinion. I was wrong about that and I shouldn't have, I will concede that, or or rather I will say in my defense, that would be such a difficult thing to research. Like, did he actually make fun of a disabled reporter when I just saw him doing a thing that looked exactly like him making fun of a disabled reporter? Uh, And and the thing is, he, like, even if he did make fun of the disabled supporter, he's got a safety net that he has made that hand gen- like if i know i do something all the time yeah true i now have freedom to use that and be like hey dudes come on you really taking out of context i do it all the time yeah yeah i stab but i don't people, think he's like... i don't think he's smart enough to know that he does, does that all the time and then to use it as an insult to a disabled reporter and then be like hey guys come on now <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the actual truth right there is that a lot of the times when you come to his defense and stuff, you can say that and say, oh, well, he could just be doing that. It's like he's not he's not actually that shrewd, like, with yeah. and stuff. Um, so have you ever been targeted by a hateful person or group for something really innocuous, like something that to you is such a minuscule issue, but to them yes. is... Yes, <laughs> I mean, it's not, I, I, for me, it's minuscule and it's hilarious. And for, for them, being you and your fellow countrymen... It was uh Oh you of... motherfucker, how <laughs> dare you? <laughs> so back during the um the time where Thierry Henry handballed for France to get Ireland out, right? I, I like I've I've obviously I'm a huge Thierry Henry fan. But I was like, guys, like 
tell me you wouldn't be supporting it if that was your country that did that, right? Because if you could, if you did that and got away with it, you'd be like, well, fucking hey, we got away with it. Like, let's, you know, brilliant. We're going to the Euros or whatever. That's a lie. But, I would turn myself in to the authorities. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was like just having some back and forth with some Irish men on Twitter and it got a little bit heated. So in my next video, what I did is I built a full Irish team and I gave a sincere apology for anyone that I upset or offended during that Twitter run or during any like back and forths I had with people during that debate. <laughs> and then you did I, the worst. <laughs> I played a game of FIFA and I was winning with an Irish team, which in itself is pretty difficult. Right? And then late in the game, after apologizing and stuff, my true colors showed themselves. I scored some own goals and discarded the whole team. <laughs> and the amount of hate and spite I got for doing that. If for me, it was just such a, a, a small thing that was supposed to be lighthearted and, and funny and hilarious. But for the Irish nation, it was one of the worst things I think anyone could ever do in life. I think you ran that idea by me, and I think I probably I, did. I think yeah. I encouraged you to definitely do it as well. Yeah, probably that. that. I think in your early days, I was such a bad voice in your ear because you used to cause so much controversy, and I used to fucking love watching it unfold. But uh, but the thing is, back then, like that, like controversy was more accepted anyway because. The social media bubble, it was a it was a whole new entity to everyone. You like the boundaries weren't set, like there was no real revenue or monetization, so there was no sponsors I could have pissed off or anything. You know, I didn't make money or anything. It was just I was doing it because I loved doing it. Yeah. Now though, I wouldn't dream of doing that because the amount of money or sponsors or gusto or, you know, viewership I could lose that could affect my life. But back then it was like, ah, oh, fuck it, let's try it. Let's see what happens. Do you um this is Vaguely on topic, and I understand if you don't want to talk about it at all because of the nature of the uh, content itself. But you know that Nick guy who said who called one of his black players the N word. You but no, don't, like you got to you have to say nigger, otherwise we're not talking. Uh, so I was really gonna say it that time, but I thought that you would <laughs> troll me and say, "Oh, you've said that. I'm gonna take that out of context." <laughs> yeah, so he called one of his players a nigger and. It is important that we contextualize that, and I shouldn't right. have to apologize for that, no matter how uncomfortable it makes me to say the word. And and also, I I will follow. I'll qualify that by saying I feel like I should be allowed to say that word. You absolutely should be allowed to say that yeah. word. There's, so I said it on stream a few days ago because I, I was I did a, a stream where I was just talking to my viewers. I wasn't playing games or anything, and and we got onto the exact same subject, talking about Nick and the fact that he said the word. And it was a slip of the tongue for him. I've spoken to Nick a lot off camera and in his like just comfortable self. And he is has, shows absolutely no signs of racism or being a racist. And yeah. he, he has never once uttered the word, let alone said it with the hard R. You know what I mean? Like that's just not in his vocabulary. So it was in a genuine slip of the tongue. Right. And, crazy, and I can see though. that. But yeah, the fallout for it was mental. So I was talking about that on stream and after the stream, somebody linked me a video in the Oxford University where Akala was there. And one of the people in the it was a, an audience, but it was like the Oxford um, who, who like pupil, I guess. Are they pupils in the university? Yes, yeah, just a student of the university. A white woman asked him the question of how he feels about today's society and the kind of the notion that the word nigger is not as, uh, you know, as bad as it used to be or, or whatever. Like, how does he feel about how the word's developed over time? 
and she asked him, how do you feel about the N-word? And for me personally, like, obviously, I'm not a black person. I've not been through slavery. I do not understand the the kind of the foundation, and I don't understand the power of the word. You do sound but, like a black guy, though. Yeah, sometimes I can, yeah. But it, it offended me as a human that she was too scared to say the word nigger whilst asking a question about somebody's, a black person, no less, opinion on how the word has developed over time. She's yeah. been, like, how can you let a word control you? That's, un, it's, it's literally inhumane. And, and, like, and, and, like, that's a legit opinion to have. Like, that's, that's, you would be fucking castrated for saying that on a university campus, by the way. Like, they would tear you down and, and call you a racist. And, and they would call you a white supremacist and a Nazi apologist and stuff. And, like, I, I, don't, I don't really know where I stand on it because a lot of the times I do sort of fall in favor of political correctness because I genuinely, I just don't like offending people. Like, I don't like it when people get mad because of stuff but, but, that dude, I say. But the people that get offended by it are white people. No, no, that, that's, so that's what I was going to say. Um, I've seen that interview with Samuel L. Jackson, and I think we've spoken about it before where um, a guy, um, the, the, the interviewer says to Samuel L. Jackson, he's like, so um, did it bother you filming the, what's Django that? Unchained, Django Unchained. Django Unchained, yeah. yeah. Unchanged, Unchained. Um, all those <laughs> Tarantino movies. Coming out soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he hasn't changed his clothes in like four weeks. It's horrible. Um, but yeah, so he's like, did it bother you that Leonardo DiCaprio uttered that word so much? And Samuel was like, what word? And, and the guy goes, well, the N-word. What N-word? Say the word or else there's no point in us having this conversation. I don't want to say the word. I don't want to offend people. And he's like, Samuel L. Jackson is full on. Like, look, how do you expect for us to be able to have this conversation if you won't even utter the word, right? And so he, obviously, by saying that, that is your stance. And that, for the most part, honestly, is my stance. But I've seen interviews with Akala where he's made really compelling arguments as to why you shouldn't utter that word. And they're compelling in the sense that they're... I, I don't know what I even put it in the realm of like pseudo demagoguery or something because he, he is saying the power of the word is relevant to slavery and all of this stuff. Yeah. And it's like, I, I get that. And like, look, he's a black guy who, you know, listen to any of his lyrics. He's seen some shit. Like he, he has had like a rough existence or, or at least has been exposed to a rough existence or knows what, what a powerful word can do to a person's psyche and things like that. And I get that. And that's fine. That's also an opinion to me. So if I was talking to Akala, I would actually say the N-word. If I was talking to Samuel L. Jackson, I would say nigger. And the bottom line for me is that each person and me knowing what their opinions are, are going to respect that I've chosen either option. So, But, but it's, it's interesting you say that, though, because when the white woman, and she called herself a whitey at some point or another as well, the white woman said to him, how do you feel about the N-word? And during his response... He said he doesn't use the word anymore. He doesn't believe that yeah. it should be used. And I get that. But whilst he was saying that, he said, you know, back in the early days when I used to write music, I would say the word nigger. And he would say the word nigger whilst explaining himself. Because context is super important. Yeah. Because he's he's not saying, oh, you know, I, I would say the N-word back then. Because he, like, as long as you, like, in my belief, as long as you understand the severity of the power of the word, and as long as you're not using it in any kind of, negative connotation there has to there has to be some leeway 
to to be able to talk about something yeah. without not actually talking about it. It is literally like Lord Voldemort. Like you, oh, can't say the name. Like if if my daughter comes home from school one day and says, "Daddy, the little boy said this word. What does it mean?" Am I racist by having to explain to her and talk about the word? Of course I'm not. No, you're racist because you say they should all be sitting at the back of the bus. <laughs> <laughs> That's a story for another time. <laughs> but um, like, like there has to be a, a, a difference between racism and education. And people, there are several, there are a few words like, like that that are dictated by by like how powerful they are. And the you know the word cancer is a huge one. Like, but people aren't scared to say, "Oh, this game is this game is AIDS," or "This game gives me cancer." How can you be scared to say, "What are your thoughts on the N word?" But be like, "Oh my God, every time I play FIFA, I get cancer." How, yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? I used to say the word "retard" all the time, and then um, I said it to somebody who had a disabled relative, and so I felt terrible about myself naturally. And then I. Cause sort of looked up the origin of the word and like ultimately it's it's it's, it's a not word even about that was, deformities is it it's not even about like it's it's like about being it's no it's it's about being slow it comes from the French yeah. word retard which means late like so yeah. now that word is back on the table for me and I'm going to use it and like that <laughs> like, takes me back to again like the 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 misconception of how words are when I said to you it must require a pervert to see a cow uh, like you know a uh, 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 what, what are the baby cows called? Cat, calf. Cat, yeah, calf suckling the teat of its mother. I don't mean it must be a pervert in a sexual sense, but that by definition of the actual word pervert, it is a perverse notion. Yeah, it's it a does, perversion like, of what was perceived to be the norm at that time. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And that's the same with the word cancer or the word AIDS or whatever, you know, obscenity people use in today's day and age. But the thing that I will say with the word nigger is that it has been socialized and you cannot get away from that. Words develop over time. And it like we have had two number one hit singles in the United Kingdom with that word in the title. So tell me how people are just being defined instantly as outright racist like Nick with the slip of the tongue. For for muttering the word or uttering the word just one time. Yeah, plus, like, it's been used by other, like, uh, like you know the band System of a Down? Like, yeah. So they're Armenian or whatever. They're half Armenian, half American. They they covered um, Wu-Tang's song, Shame on a Nigga. And, like, they covered it and said the word. Like, nobody attacks them for it. And, like, Kid Rock says it in, in one of his songs. I think it's called Black Girl, White Guy off his it's actually embarrassing how much Kid Rock trivia I know. Um, <laughs> but, but like, it, it has happened and it only seems to get attacked when it's somebody that we don't like or, or or rather someone that the left doesn't like. And I think you can sort of feel the pendulum swinging. Like, I think me personally, like I said earlier about how I offended somebody with a, dis- with a disabled relative by using the word retard, when that happened, like, I felt the need to do this overcorrect and like overcorrection yeah. and say like oh I, I love disabled people like did you know that like my friend works with disabled you know what I mean like yeah but also like, at the same time you shouldn't be held accountable for not knowing the the goods and the bads of every individual's life in the world like like I you know I have a large audience you have an audience I like regardless of whether you like to understand or accept how big it is you have a large audience that listens to this podcast. You're going to say something somewhere, sometime. We've probably said, I've probably offended a lot of people today like by the, the words that we've chosen to use. You've offended me, you're, and that's amazing. <laughs> you're going to offend someone at any stage 
even if you're using words that aren't offensive in non-offensive manners, because people like to victimize themselves. Yes. Yeah, people so- like to be like, oh, you said this, and you know, like my, you know, my dad passed away 15 years ago because of uh, insulin problems, and and he had diabetes, and here you are talking about how much Dr Pepper you like to drink. Like, you can't please all the people. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that and and like I completely agree with that. And, and like in instances where I have offended people, I don't care because. Ultimately, I stand by what I said, unless I retract things like, you know, you're perfectly allowed to do that. You're perfectly allowed to change your opinions. But if if I say something, I generally mean it. And I have defended my opinions to people who've gotten offended. Like, that's not a problem. Like, I'm not saying that I don't think anyone should offend anyone. I think people are going to get offended regardless. But I don't like to uh, basically like ultimately what it comes down to is that I'm not a provocateur. And it doesn't bother me to to say the N word instead of the word nigger, because quite honestly just saying the word nigger makes me feel uncomfortable within myself and like i i don't want to i don't want to make myself uncomfortable you know but it, it's not like i feel like i'm perjuring myself or something it's just that i have read and heard enough powerful accounts and, and like i understand that those things speak to emotion rather than truth and i get that there's a like that's a surefire way to cut down my argument but ultimately if i feel uncomfortable about something i don't want to indulge in it you know it's, it's... No, I, I totally get that as well but as, as well it, what what frustrates me a lot is is the the again and this is this is largely the the white man that wants to feel bad for the black man and what they've been through that aren't educated enough to know that there have been more white slaves over history than there have black slaves. The the Irish people were enslaved for like 800 years and like like the British government attempted genocide on Irish people. Like Irish people have had it fucking rough over the last while and like I'm not I'm not trying to say that in the and we don't let it bog us down because obviously <laughs> we are not the victim of a permanent economic underclass like there, there are no sort of social conditioning issues that have led to Irish people be, well in fairness there have been in the north of Ireland like there are many instances of Irish Catholics who are treated like shit to this day in Northern Ireland because of their heritage and stuff like that so like like that's completely true like i shouldn't have to say well as a white man you know what i mean like because look i'm an irish guy i I have relatives on both sides of the spectrum who fought on either side of like the war of independence like fucking like our civil war and like involved in like the ira in the north and stuff like that so i understand the context of what it's like to feel a semblance of forced superiority and unjust superiority or, or inferiority rather so like i get that I, I i shouldn't have to preface everything i say you know with excusing the fact that i happen to be a white guy who also has an opinion about something like fuck off you know what i mean like yeah it's, it's your, your genealogy shouldn't fucking determine your ability to speak to certain issues i don't think the only thing that should determine it is your knowledge yeah <laughs> you know that's I mean? exactly it yeah. so yeah. like yeah it's, it's yeah. It, I'm actually really, really glad that we spoke about that because I don't but, really. But it is more interesting to get the opinion of someone else because when I did talk about this on stream, there were some people like, "Did he actually just say that?" And yeah. then obviously a lot of rational thinkers were like, "No, that that makes perfect sense." It, at the end of the day, it is just a word. And if I say to you the N word, you're not going to be like, "Wait, what is he talking about? Is he talking about the Nokia?" Like the when you, you say like, the N word, you know what happens as well to to a person's brain when they hear someone say the N word. They say it to themselves. You, you see a flashing neon sign in your head, screaming that <laughs> <Yeah>. six letter word <laughs> that you're trying so hard to suppress. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so but by, by saying the N word, you actually give more power to the word Absolutely. than if you just said the word. Yeah. 
Yeah, you do. I I agree with that. You do. You you give it more weight and you give it more substance and you create this mystery around it and you you kind of like I don't know you in some way personify it. You know, you which give is it... why I said to you it's like and and I and I've said this before that interview with Samuel Jackson and that that reporter or whatever. I I will always if 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 I'm speaking if I'm just speaking generally and that word is the word at the time that it needs to be used, I will not not say it. Yeah, yeah. I will always just say it because I'm not a racist person. And, and, and like, by that's... me using the word, it doesn't just, oh, oh my God, he said nigger. He is definitely racist. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Like, I, I saw Nick say the thing. I only saw, like, a 26-second clip on YouTube, and, like, it was horrible. I, I, I wanted the ground to fucking swallow me up after I watched it because I felt so embarrassed for him, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. just, if I were him in that instance, I think that my entire... All of my internal organs would just be sucked into a black hole and I would die. Um, the, the, the craziest thing for Nick as well is, it, it, like, the, the most unfortunate thing isn't even the fact that he said the word, and it isn't even the fact that he used the hard R while saying the word. It was the fact that the player he was controlling at the time was black. Yeah, so that... And th- th- that, that is a genuine, like, unfortunate coincidence. Because when I play FIFA, I, I, I could not tell you at any given time if I was using a black man, a white man, a China man, an Asian man, I just couldn't tell you because you're so, your brain is so focused on what you're doing in the game yeah. that you haven't got the time to sit there and think, oh, wait, what color was that guy? Oh, get it out, you fucking, you know what I mean? You yeah. don't have the time to do that. Yeah, it, it, it is funny, like, the notion that his racism is so strong that he waited until it was a black guy <laughs> and then, like, you know what I mean? Like, that, that word yeah. specifically reserved for a black in-game player. But, yeah, no, that is the most unfortunate part of it because that is the most sort of, an incredibility damaging thing if he said it about a white guy i think it would just be weird uh but i don't think people would leap to the conclusion that he's a racist and yeah. personally and you, I, you I, could I, tell by his reaction how he was just instantly like oh shit <laughs> like that fucking happened because if if he was racist or if he did mean it or if he's supposed to say it he would have said it and he would have moved on he would have carried on yeah obviously but but it's it's sort of like a fine line between like every single racist well for the most part racists will tell you they're not racist like because even though they know that they're racist they don't want to actually be included yeah as... you don't, yeah you don't want people to be like, oh yeah yeah, yeah this oh, let's go and see racist joe yeah <laughs> Do you know what i mean oh, all yeah, right, well, guys. like you know that once you're a racist it like like a the burden of proof is on you to prove that you're not a racist and b it disqualifies you from any intellectual discourse from there on in because you're a racist your opinion doesn't matter yeah um uh, I, I don't genuinely think that Nick is a racist, and I, I think in the same way that Suarez called Evra Negrito a time, I don't think that he's a racist either. I, I think he's an idiot. You know what I mean? I, I don't think that him saying that is a result of racism. I think it's, it's that unsporting competitiveness that drives someone to irritate their opponent or whatever. Yeah. With Nick... I don't like. I don't doubt that he's a good guy. I know that he's a friend of yours, and I think I've spoken to him a few times in in uh, the Discord chat and stuff. I'm not sure. Um, I don't think he's a racist, but I guess without being overly critical of him, I do think it is so. 
I, I kind of think it's weird that that word is the one that slipped out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, I, I, I don't disagree. And he, like, after talking to him on a personal level, I don't know how comfortable he would be with me sharing, like, you know, our personal conversations or whatever. But sure, yeah, um, and I don't, I don't want to push you to do that either. No, no, like, that's fine. But he, he, he literally was like, I, I, he genuinely was like, I don't know where that come from. I just yeah. don't know where. What, I don't know how I, I slipped up. You know, he, he uses the word nincompoop from time to time. And he, you know, he was like, he was trying to say nincompoop and, you know, the word nigger just slipped out. And yeah, he was could, listening he, to Drake at the time. Yeah. And, and, you know, subconscious suggestiveness is a real thing. Especially when to, you're distracted by game. Ex- like, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. And you go into there, that there autopilot could, mode. Yeah, there could be many reasons why that word above all else slipped out. But the, the fact of the matter has to remain, uh, him as a person and whether or not he should be held accountable for this to the level of, is he racist or is he not racist should be defined by not this one time, but it should be defined by what he's done over time. Yeah. And, and over time he has proven countless uh, on countless times that he is inherently not racist. You know what as well? He is so lucky, so, so lucky that he had this slip or this misspeak or whatever while he's at the level that he's at because if he was a streamer with 26 viewers and he said well, that so, so, and so someone this is what's found interesting it, because the, um was it Derek Rance Gaming yeah yeah well, yeah. yeah so Derek Rance Gaming was and and Derek Rance Gaming was started indirecting me and talking shit about me and saying oh when when I say the word I get told to shut my channel down and this and that but when a big streamer does it, they get the support of the community, and th- this really frustrated me. For, for the, like, I don't, I don't know how in touch with the YouTube scene your viewers are, but to preface this, De- Derek Rant Gaming is a relatively smaller YouTuber. Um, he he started a live stream whilst he was drunk, and he was in a bar with his friends, going, "What's up, my nigger?" And for me, even though I still don't believe that's racist, and I I don't believe Derek Rant's Gaming in the slightest is racist. I believe that that is damaging to his uh, what he's created for himself. I feel like that is damaging to his brand. It's a so I tweeted thing him. To do, I, I literally tweeted him saying, for, like, for the benefit of you and your channel, I would stop the stream and remove the video. Now that's me saying uh, from a colleague to another colleague who doesn't want to see him fail, dude. This needs to stop. You can't have this because even though I don't find I think he's racist, and I don't find the the way he was using the word to necessarily be racist, and because again of the fact that it has been so like generally socialized over time it is you know it can be deemed as a greeting and for a white man it can be an ironic greeting i get that and that's what he was doing yeah but for the the safety of him his his security within the youtube world his job security and just people to, like black people seeing him in public now or you know just like like people who want to hate him seeing him in public I don't want them to have that vision of him that he's racist. So I said to him on Twitter, dude, you should, you know, you should like stop this, turn your stream off. Yeah. And so when I then said to on Twitter, when Nick said the word, I said, I don't think Nick's racist. I think it was a slip of the tongue. And I, you know, I don't, I don't believe, you know, I don't believe you, sh- you guys should like, like hate him for this to then see Derek say, oh, look at that. He gets the support. And I got told this and that. I, I, I couldn't help but feel just an unjust was done because I felt like I helped Derek. I felt like I, I, I advised him the right course of action to preserve his brand as I did with Nick preserving his brand. 
And at no time was I like, oh, let's pitchforks out for Derek, but because Nick's my friend, he's fine to say it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that sounds kind of like. Uh, I, I guess I, I shouldn't really play pop psychologist, but uh, I don't. I don't know Derek. I don't know Nick either. Uh, from just a surface level, interpreting with the facts that you have just given me, sounds maybe like Derek has a chip on his shoulder about the reaction that he got, and he doesn't think that he got a fair reaction in general, and probably doesn't relate specifically to you but rather what everyone said about him and maybe you were the highest profile person who gave him advice and he yeah, was misconstrued very, much, very, po- very possible but like it's to, to, to assume that you know even he got the a worse reaction compared to nick like nick nick still can't tweet without a nincompoop 28t twitter account getting on his back do you know what i mean and it's the same for me like i can't tweet without someone replying thought you was in jail or shouldn't you be in jail or Oh, shouldn't you be at work earning the money to pay that fine rather than sitting on Twitter? Like, I, you know, I can't get away from it. And, and that's why did something I'm, happen to you? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Just, um, <laughs> like, so, you know, to assume that Nick's just passed it, moved on and living his life happily ever after is, is moronic because he's not. He's still dealing with the consequences of that mistake to this day. Yeah, I, um, I, I recently read a book called... Uh, so you've been publicly shamed, written by a, 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 I think he's Welsh, but he's also English. I think he identifies as both, but he's a journalist called John Ronson, and uh, he's incredible. All his books are great. Everyone go read them. Um, but he... Hashtag ad. <laughs> yeah. John Ronson, <laughs> he, he seeked me out. He was like, El De Niro, I need you to push this book <laughs> that I wrote a few years ago. Um, but yeah, in it, he talks about a few different instances of, of public shaming and sort of the way that we as a society do love to tear people down. Like we believe that we should be the justice makers in this online world. And it was actually that book that gave me the idea for this episode. But luckily, we haven't even discussed that in this episode. So that's still an idea for an episode. <laughs> but um, he he talks about this uh, this girl. You'll you'll probably remember this story. She was flying to South Africa or somewhere and. While she was in the air, or, or sorry, just before she boarded her flight, she tweeted, um, I'm going to Africa, hope I don't get AIDS, lol, just kidding, I'm white. Then she turned off the Wi-Fi, got on the plane, and when she arrived, uh, like, I don't know how many hours her flight was, eight, nine, maybe? So she was trending number one worldwide, people had outed her fucking, like, her family, what airport she was flying in, like, literally what flight she was on, they were counting down when she arrived at the airport on Twitter. She had already been fired from her job by the time she landed, and there were people at the airport there to film her reaction to getting fired because she tweeted a bad joke. Like, admittedly, it is a bad joke. It's a stupid joke. And, and like, she was interviewed by Ronson, and she explained that she was making a joke from the point of view of a person who has lots and lots of feelings of white privilege. You know what I mean? Like, someone who genuinely believes that. Look how funny it would be if I believed that it was impossible for me to get AIDS because I'm white. You know what I mean? But that obviously didn't resonate. And, like... John Ronson read out a handful of the tweets that she received. And and this is, for me, a good example of how um, I know that the right rails against political correctness, PC culture, all that stuff. I understand that, but I don't feel like... um, I feel like for the most part, online public shamings are actually a symptom of something much bigger culturally. I don't think it's PC culture. I think it's outrage culture because people were tweeting her stuff like, hope this bitch dies, hope this bitch gets raped by a guy who has AIDS, stuff like that. That's not indicative of PC culture because if it were, they wouldn't say things that are so inherently politically incorrect. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, so yeah, like, yeah, exactly. They, they would be like, I hope this woman gets punished 
the correct way. Exactly. <laughs> I hope this woman feels the full brunt of the law. You know what I mean? But like, like if like, what am I trying to say here? The fact that we do that, like we like to tear people down, it makes us feel good inside, regardless of what they say. I, I just think it's so lucky that Nick has the reputation that he has, that enough people know like from what he's said in the past that he's not actually a racist and therefore his reputation will be will remain intact whereas this woman because she was nobody like her life is you know ruined i mean yeah. he does he does visit her later on in the book and she's still so shook by it after years like she like her life changed she had the the rug of security pulled out from under her because of a discrepancy like it, like it is just a mistake it's a transgression it know? is ignorance at the end of the day it's just flat out ignorance because regardless of how many followers she had maybe it was 50 maybe it was 100 maybe it was a thousand i don't know who this woman was it, it was like it was i think it was 200 right so out of those 200 people like and, and this is where like we as as social media entertainers or Gorous. stars how do you want to categorize heroes us. social media heroes. heroes the hero yeah we as social media heroes don't realize the power we have no matter the size of the audience. Yeah, yeah. Because you can say the the, the right thing the wrong way and you will be slammed for it. You, you don't know what the thing you say that will catch fire is. But ultimately, exactly. every yeah. time you make a statement, it is in some way flammable. Like that something can spark from even the most innocuous comments. And like, it's, I, I guess like that, very notion is the main thing that made me want to address this topic because it's kind of getting a little bit fierce like you you read youtube comments over anything and, and like i hate when people say that youtube comments are reflective of society like that fucking macklemore song yeah, where he was yeah. like if i was gay i would think that hip-hop hates me have you seen the youtube comments lately it's like shut your fucking mouth you idiot um, but again, I think that's that's more of a generalization to to create his craft than his true belief his true belief is I'm not gay, but if you're gay, that's fine. But just remember, guys, I'm not gay. I, I've fucked <laughs> loads of women, all right? Like, my mum told me when I was, like, four that, like, I love pussy. So there's no way that I'm gay. But look, let me say this. If you're gay, that's totally cool. It's like, fuck <laughs> off, Macklemore, you fucking prick. Anyway, sorry, I know you like Macklemore. I, I don't think he's a prick. I just think he's... I don't particularly like nor dislike him. I just I enjoy some of his music. And that makes you a gay. <laughs> I'm gay, yes. Have you seen my YouTube comments lately? <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, have you? It's just full of spam bots. It's crazy. I, not, I only, have... not only now do they spam bot, they spam bot like their own comments, so it's always the top comment. So I get comments of like, hey, sexy, fancy some coins? Click here, and there's a link. <laughs> and then that's got like 900 thumbs up, and then there's replies to that going, oh, my God, they can't believe this worked. But they're all from the same fucking account. Uh, How idiotic do you think I am? That is obliterating your audience retention status. Your uh, your stats, your analytics. That is that is annihilating them. Like those don't go down as views, obviously. That's like you know, someone clicking on your video for like ten seconds and then fucking off. Yeah, yeah. Like, like that I, ruins your stance with actual advertisers and stuff. Well, it does because for, for me, my, my interaction with my viewer base is really important to my craft, especially on my second channel where my videos are generally a conversation with the people in my comment section, be it about real life stuff, be it about FIFA. Like, you know, we, we, we are, the scope is quite broad of what I talk about. But on my main account, like I, I then even go into the comment section because I don't know what I'm going to be greeted with. Yeah, and that's that's hard for me as a content creator that enjoys the interaction with their fan base to not 
like like I, it's got to the point and I was talking about this on stream like and and this this is a lot due to YouTube comments a lot due to hate and a lot due to my legal problems it's got to the point now where I can't even take kind of like half-hearted joke tweets about anything without just blocking the person and assuming the worst anymore because of this yeah uh, just while we're on that topic please everyone stop tweeting me and asking me to ask Nep to unblock you I'm not gonna do it stop <laughs> It really fucking annoys me. It makes me feel like you're only like interested in me to get close to Nep. So just 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 calm it. Um but yeah, I actually um to kind of round this off cuz my head is actually not getting any better. But uh you were saying to me before we started recording that you have a completely different outlook on uh the hate comments that you get now and I was interested in that because I've always found hateful comments to be hurtful on some level and i know like the truther in me i I shouldn't use that word because that's a conspiracy theorist word but the the person in me that's searching for the truth knows full well that a this it literally doesn't matter and usually a negative comment will come within an ocean of positive comments right so 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 i have you know like i I used to engage in hate comments a lot because it it would wind me up the wrong way and i'd like I, i have this just desire to want to prove myself right. Yeah. Even yeah. if the even if it's like you say, if if a thousand people tweeted me they love me, and one person tweeted me that I'm the worst YouTuber out there, I'll be like, well, I'm clearly not the worst YouTuber out there. I've got more subs than other people. I get more views than other people. Like that, in, that in itself is factual enough that I'm not the worst YouTuber out there. And so I'd engage in that. And then what that would do in turn is it would incite more hate because people want the interaction with me rather than anything else. Yeah. But there's a few things that come with that. First of all, the thing that comes with that is that the negativity gets more essential press than the positivity. So I can reply to someone who says, hey man, love your videos and say, thanks dude, I appreciate the support. And it will get like 10 favorites. Even now with like 700,000 followers, it will get like 10 favorites. And then I can reply to someone that says, you know, aren't you in jail yet? And I'll be like, oh yeah, man, like they got really fucking good internet here. And that will get like, you know, 2,000 favorites. Do you know, because people just, they they enjoy, they memorize, they, they remember that kind of negativity more than they remember the positivity. And in the past, I would constantly engage and indulge in trying to fight my corner and prove myself right and it was super important for me to make sure that everybody knew that Nepenthes was correct (laughs) and 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 it was such a small portion of people that were even giving me the hate that that some people didn't even know that there were people that thought I wasn't correct yeah so like I was just it was just causing myself more issues and then after my legal troubles and the court case and stuff it got to a point where I was like you know what it actually, it was like the, like a little bit before that as well. Like just, I just got to the point where I was like, "Listen, man, I don't. I, like, I've got to tell myself and convince myself that I don't need to. Uh, like, I don't need to constantly prove myself to these people because if they like me, they'll like me, and if they hate me, they'll hate me. And I'm not going to change that opinion by arguing with people on Twitter. And in fact, the only thing that I'm going to do by arguing with people on Twitter is turn away people that do like me and change their minds to start hating me because, oh, look at this guy again, just arguing with people. Yeah, I, I've unfollowed be, so many people for that reason. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. And I'm sure a lot of people have unfollowed me. I'm, I'm genuinely surprised with the amount of like industry people that still follow me. And the other one of the other big reasons is that like companies would look at that and think, we don't want to sponsor this personality. Yeah. Like, you know, so for my own sanity, for my own, like, my own business, like, perspective, I had to stop that. Now, I will still engage with idiocy. I'll still engage with ignorance, like, because I find that to be hilarious. 
and and because it's not like blind hate, like I I think people typically see the funny side of that, and and I'll, I'll, I'll correct people when they're wrong, and you know like and, and again sometimes it comes across as as like me trying to like throw my weight around or whatever, you know, trying to be superior or whatever. But sometimes I'm just genuinely trying to correct people from their like their wrong thoughts. Like when people like sometimes people will tweet me something again about the court case, blah, 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 fine this, fine that. And I'll be like, actually, the fine was this much money. And that's me just putting them straight. And then they'll choose to not believe that. And that will then in, in like fester into its own argument itself. So it's really, it's really difficult for me to get away from it. But I used to look for the hate towards me. I used to go and search forums and search Reddit. I used to have a, a, a section on TweetDeck, like a little tab that would find the indirect hate just so that I could look at that and know that, oh, this person hates me. He's, tw he's tweeting about me. But I know that I'm right. And so then I would tweet Haha, about this and this and try and defend myself, defending myself to people who aren't even attacking me, just attacking my person. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, they're attacking yeah. like your the idea of you rather than. Yeah, exactly. And I'd, I'd start defending myself to that. And it got to a point where I spent so much of my day focusing on this that I was just like this. I, I can't I, like I can't do this. I can't I can't keep focusing on the hate. And ever since then, I removed that tab. I don't look for my name. I don't try and find hate. I generally don't really engage with it so much uh, or at all in general. Like you, like the odd time here or there when someone really rubs me up the wrong way, I'll try and put them straight. But in general, I like I had to get away from it because it, it is a it is a nasty, horrible place to be in. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, and also, like I, I think a lot of the times, I, I think your channel is so interesting to me because it's so huge and it has been. <laughs> Like one of the only channels I feel uh, amongst the the sort of average like big FIFA YouTuber, uh, your channel has never really declined in popularity. Like it may have like stagnated at points, but it's never been on a downward curve ever. Um, and within that time, y you've gone through these waves of different personalities of Nepenthes. Like yeah. th there's like a version of you. Um, I, I I don't remember what year it was, but it was around the time when I lived with you. Um, and you were doing those wager matches, and like you were so fucking angry in every video, <laughs> and like because you were so angry, all the comments were angry, and then yeah. you were getting angry at the com and, and I remember, um, you were like, hey, do, do you want to do a Q and A on my channel? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And um, one one of the questions was like about uh, GTA 5, and I was like, uh, oh yeah, GTA 5 looks awesome, but I think I'm going to wait until the next-gen consoles come out to get it, because it doesn't make sense for me to buy it twice. And like, your fans fucking tore me to shreds for it. It was like 40 comments, like, this El De Niro guy is a fucking idiot. Why would they make it on next-gen consoles when they've put so much energy into making it on current? Gen? And like, just, just I, I thought it was, I thought it was a perfectly reasonable thing to say. And by the way, in case you didn't know, it fucking came out on next-gen consoles. So like, fuck right, you. And, and, and on that note, that, that, that's the, one of the worst things is being right and I know. not being able to defend yourself afterwards. For example, in FIFA 15. I predicted, like we did rating predictions in the FIFA scene, so we predicted what rating a specific card will is, be is the next the year based on this one. year. Yeah, like, I, and I, I reference this because it is the most notable of all the things like this have happened. Yeah. But I, I predicted Eden Hazard to be downgraded from an 87 card to an 86 card, and I got so much abuse. I don't watch football, I don't know anything, how am I a YouTuber? Like, you know, like people, like you said, with that woman making that, that joke on the airplane, like people wanted my family to die because I had predicted Eden Hazard to be downgraded. 
and I don't know anything. And then the next year comes around, and obviously my logic and my reasoning was the correct version. And I'm not saying I, I was right because of that. I, you know, I just I used the information I had to make that prediction. Yeah, you used your and own logic. Like, yeah, exactly. I, you know, I I didn't go with the flow, or I didn't you know like cave to society of what they wanted me to put in the video because I could have just made him an 88, and everyone would go, yeah, you're the best, and then I would have been wrong, and nobody would have said shit because at yeah. the time it was the right thing to do. Yeah. But because at the time it seemed like the wrong thing to do, when I was right, no fucker came back and was like, holy shit. You was fucking right. That's incredible. Everyone was like, yeah, well, even a blind squirrel finds a nut once in a while. And that's all you get out of it. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it's crazy. It's, it's the, the like value of outrage culture is like so short lived. It's like literally a dopamine rush. It's a drag of a cigarette. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, it's, it's just, it's there and then it's gone and it just doesn't matter or have any significance in the long term. And that's why Nick is going to be fine because like it's gonna be forgotten about you know what i mean like yeah well like it's like especially with the the social media industry as it is now it, it's not even your yesterday's news anymore it's like you're you're the last hour's news you're, you're, you're fake five news. Ago. you are fake news you, <laughs> yeah. literally you could do something so horrendous right now at nine fifteen, and by 10 o'clock somebody else has already trumped what the fuck you've done that you're not even relevant in that that outrage anymore yeah, yeah. That's like, why. That's how crazy it is. Like, I, I think I, I love the way Trump handles the media in the sense that, like, uh, information about, like, he, he's involved in some scandal and, like, he recovers from it by being involved in another scandal. <laughs> I like. It would have been so funny to me if, because you were telling me about how, like, you're happy with all the support you've gotten and all, because you, you, after you came out with the court case, you were kind of in the wilderness in the sense that you didn't know what was going to happen as a result of your next step. And I think it would have been so funny if you decided to do something even more controversial to recover from it. That would have been hilarious. Yeah, like, I don't know. Um, can't think of anything offhand, but it would have been a, a really funny thing if you just... Something, like, discard, something like just discarding the whole Irish team and yeah, disgracing yeah. myself to the nation. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have to say, um, I really, really, really enjoyed the years of you being a fucking chainsaw massacre man in the comment section of your videos and like even to other youtubers who take shots at you and stuff like that i really yeah, enjoyed that. that sort of stuff yeah. uh, angry nap is great but um i also like your sort of your outlook on it now and your more refined like I, I guess at worst snarky replies to your like haters to use that terminology is uh is a lot better <laughs> and like it's kind of refreshing even though you've always had that side but it's sort of good to do away with the whole fuck you and get the fuck off my channel and yeah i remember one time you were like checking your grammar with me while you were typing while you were <laughs> replying to a comment right and you went because, because the thing is if you fuck up there people just win arguments on it's your but the... do you know what i mean like that's just the end you've lost it doesn't matter if your point was relevant if you've got more facts and evidence if the person that initially started the argument was just completely wrong and irrelevant if yeah. you misspell a word they win the argument but this is what you said you're like, hey Al, does this sound alright? It's right, isn't it? Fuck off off of my channel, you <laughs> Yeah, because sometimes you don't know like fuck off off of the channel. I know, yeah. Or is like the fuck off the channel. Like... Fuck off from my channel. Like yeah, get the yeah. get the fuck away from my channel. Yeah. It's just like just to go from that, like do you I've used fuck enough times here, right? <laughs> but just... that, that's the thing, and that's the thing with me, and, and that's the thing with a lot of the reason why I specifically, more than a lot of other YouTubers, 
get a lot more hate or negativity thrown towards me is because I do like to educate myself and I do like to like like to know that I'm right. I need to know that I'm not wrong. Right. So yeah. I need to make sure I've covered every avenue of, of being right. And, and that in itself is probably something that I should look into as one of my personality traits, because that's not necessarily a, a good thing to have about you. Right. But like in that sense, when people nowadays that they, they might take something I said, even as as early as a month or two months ago, and be like, look at this hypocrite. Now he's saying that. And it, uh, it's not, it, I'm not a hypocrite because I've changed my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Because I've expanded my knowledge on a subject and, and I've formed a different, better, wider opinion. That doesn't make me a hypocrite. And that's where a lot of my grievances come from is that people will take things sometimes from, as I say, early, as early as one, two or three months ago. But sometimes they'll take, like, some people will be like, oh my God, how dare you say anything about script and handicap when in FIFA 12 you made this video? Yeah. Well, excuse fucking me for growing as a person. You know oh, what I mean? Like, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. I I I'm so fascinated by this, like just the toxic parts of. I guess I I'm not really involved in the FIFA community anymore. I do follow a lot of FIFA YouTubers and stuff, and I don't know. I don't see as much of it as I used to, but I just remember a time when literally every single week there was a new thing that people were getting angry about, and like everyone had a fucking opinion and i used to do q a videos so everyone asked me my opinion and like i didn't even have an opinion either way i was just so fascinated to see it all unfold and to see how much sleep people lose over such minuscule things like it's yeah you know, yeah it's mental and, and that's why i said way back earlier in in the podcast and this isn't something i want to broadcast because i want people to think or feel that i'm i want to do something good and never follow through with it but the the like I, I view so many things on Imga and, and I read so many things and see so many things that hit home so hard to, to how lucky I am to be in the position that I'm in that I really do want to help. I want to be a positive influence and I can't do the 24 hour streams or the 50 hour streams that Castro and Nick do. And I'm sure I'm sure I could raise tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars for charity, but I want to do it in a in a way that suits me and and what this what our industry has is it sees someone like nick raise quarter of a million half a million dollars for charity over his life and that is absolutely phenomenal on any level right and but what happens in our our community is why has nick done this and not this person they don't see it as a positive from nick they see it as a detriment to a different youtuber yeah do you know what true. i mean and that that in itself is just so disgusting that you will look over somebody else's great achievements to smear somebody else's non-public achievements because you that, don't know what, what they've given to charity. So but, that's a key point right there, non-public. Like, I have seen you give, like, you've given me, like, loads of stuff because I used to be a struggling person. Like, I used to have not a lot of money. Like, you've helped me out an insane amount. Like, even, like, this podcast would literally not be happening if, if it wasn't for you. I mean, maybe it would, but it would definitely be only broadcasted to 26 people, you know what I mean? Um, instead of 28 people. Instead yes. of 28 <laughs> people. Love you guys. Um, but the there there is a huge YouTuber in the community right now who, I don't know if he's bigger than you or not, and I won't name him because you wanted to keep this private at the time that you did it but you bought him some equipment and without that and without your support he would not be in the position that he is now oh yeah no i've, I've talked about it before you're talking about gone from the microphone yeah gone to the microphone yeah. and, and like yeah. on top of that even the the best of the youtubers thing which um i had i also had a hand in um when we picked the guys that we wanted. well we flat out stole that from the football manager forums we stole it from the football <laughs> manager forums but here's the thing right we handpicked those youtubers and 
gave them a platform for more subscribers, right? Three of the people in that were Gonth, Harry, and Lasty, and they're all... Bateson was in it as well. Was he? Yeah. Jeez, I didn't even know that. Yeah, Bateson was there also. Like, fuck. Like, that, you know, that's just... A, like, no one knows that you did that. No one knows that you had anything to do with that, I don't think. You promoted it, but, like... Yeah. No, no one knows that it was... Well, I mean, it was kind of me also. No one knows that I had anything to do with it. Fucking Harry, if you're listening, which you're almost certainly not. I made you what you are. You owe me $200,000. Um, I... I this episode... in, in those sort of those sort of manners, though, I, I am always of the belief that if you like, it goes to the old saying of you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Like I, I can give, I can send someone a hundred thousand viewers, but if they don't have what it takes, those viewers aren't going to remain. Like is, is that a shot at me? Because that is no, no, not at all, not at all. I, like in in that sense, as I said to you before we started this podcast, I believe there's something for you here. It's just about trying to find that thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, but in terms of those dudes, in terms of Harry or Bateson or Gaunt or any any YouTuber that I've helped, because I have helped plenty of YouTubers along the way. Yeah. It's it's not. I I don't do it because I want the recognition or because I need the gratitude. I do it because I I enjoy what that person has, and I think other people would too. Yeah. And so even though I might have bought an audience as small as it was back then, because you know Harry's way outgrown anything I could possibly have given him, I I don't ever take credit for what he's got and I could never take credit on any level because if he didn't have something about himself they wouldn't have stayed to watch it's interesting because I take credit for it (laughs) but uh yeah no I know what you mean and like that that like that even Castro as well I I tweet I used to watch Castro when he had like 20 viewers and he used to stream at four o'clock in the morning because you know how screwed up our sleep patterns used to be back (laughs) in the day and so I used to tweet Castro out all the time like watching this dude watching this dude and he had this shitty fucking border he was like obviously like happy to be Mexican and he was super fucking skinny back then as well. And I remember his mum and dad banging pots and pans in the background and stuff like because he was streaming just outside of his kitchen and yeah. and like I I would tweet him out and like, you know, I have a huge audience now compared to then. So I'd tweet him out and he'd go from twenty viewers to like eighty viewers, which would be the world to him. Yeah. And that's given him the platform to be where he is now. And then look at how he's paid it forward. He has raised nearly a million dollars for charity and i like i know what castro like castro is the most giving person i have ever met like he is just so generous with with his time with his money with his 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 person with him he is just he is one of the most kind-hearted people i think i've ever met in this industry and i'm so glad that he got his opportunity and that's that's i didn't give him that opportunity he 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 earned that opportunity you know yeah completely yeah it like i i know from like i know that you have given me like the bulk of my audience but to be honest like fifa just didn't work for me i i think like i i don't know what it is but i would do a lot better with an, a slightly older audience i think and i think that's why the podcast works is because the audience that you gave me before are older now <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. that like that's pretty much what it is is that people come to expect i mean like look i still get tweets all the time asking me for career mode and stuff but i, I i'm just very much past fifa i don't feel like it works for me or whatever um but yeah like ultimately you gave me that and it's not that i like failed or anything it's that i wasn't as interested in it as i thought that i was and as a result of that it, you know you you can't literally just give someone so it's exactly what you said you can bring a horse to water but you can't make it fall in and drown yeah specifically and 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 in terms of 
like you and like you know I I'd, I'd encouraged you to 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 try this career path and and I still believe now I actually believe that there's a spot for anyone and everyone because yeah, there are so a too. lot of people in this world and there is so much content uploaded to YouTube anyway that I I genuinely there are sometimes where I'm like how the fuck do I get 150 200,000 views a video when there are a hundred other YouTubers uploading near identical content to me like what what sets me apart and because I don't know that, that's a benefit for me because I don't know what sets me apart. It just keeps working. But for anyone else trying to get into this industry, you're a prime example of not doing it because you you feel like it's the right thing to do. Like if you wanted to, you could have been a FIFA YouTuber. You could have gone through the motions. You could have done the same shit everyone else is doing. You could have crafted a living out of this and forged a living. But ultimately, you wouldn't have been happy doing it. Yeah. yeah. And that's not what you want to do this for because if you do this because of the money – or because of the viewership or the the e-fame that you get along with it or the sponsorship deals or the freebies that you get, you will ultimately fail. That's the truest thing. Like, it is entirely... Um, what's the word? It's it, like, your success is married to your determination and your willingness and your want, your desire. And like, you know, I, I think I took it as far as I could for someone who, for the most part was on a very deep like subconscious level just not really feeling it yeah not enjoying it and that's yeah. fine that's fine like and, and i think you probably stuck it out a lot more a lot longer than you probably wanted to because of me like you know if, if it was just you doing it by yourself and you never came to the uk or whatever you probably would have done it a lot less and, and finished a lot quicker or i probably would have done something completely different like and been super successful and <laughs> yeah fuck you man you really held me back all my life uh no but it is it is super interesting and like i i don't care i get to do this podcast and like there are i don't know somewhere in the region of 2000 people that listen to it and that means the world to me like it's incredible but think about that audience in itself that it's so i had a I had a dude uh, write a message on the video the other day and he was like hey no i've been doing youtube for like three months now and i'm only getting a thousand views a video i don't know what to do can you help and Jesus, i'm thinking a like a thousand views after three months yeah like that's, that's great. literally that was my i was like are you kidding like yeah, that, that's what I, we had like pinpointed as made it back in the yeah, day yeah that's exactly it. i'm like for me my dream when starting youtube was to get five thousand subscribers yeah i like, remember you're getting that a thousand views a video okay you're not making money you, you know, or like you're making negligible kind of funds. You, you don't have the stardom of the, the big guys in YouTube. You're not the PewDiePie's or the KSI's or the Zoellas, but you have got an audience of a thousand people. Think how powerful, and this goes back to talking about that woman in her tweet to 200 people. Think how powerful a thousand people are. Yeah, I know. Like that, that's a, that's an, that's a lot. And that's where you like, you, you got 2000 people to listen to this right now. You're able to if you if you can get two thousand people to do one thing, whether it be daily, weekly, monthly, or yearly, you have got a craft. There is something there because you, I like I've run a company with actual physical people, and getting ten people to work in ordinance is fucking difficult. So <laughs> yeah. when you can get two thousand people to show up every time and do essentially what you're asking, that is power, and that 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 power can only be bred into more power and i don't mean it in the power of, of the negative sense of look at me i'm controlling with power but that's that's like that's that's personal power within you that's you saying i've built two thousand people so why not build another two thousand people yeah yeah it's 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 a symbol of your like yourself your ability your yeah. talent like you know that yeah totally and and yeah, it's something that I am incredibly proud of, you know, regardless of where it's come from or whatever. The fact is I've managed to sustain this 
and stuff. So and and that is something to be proud of. And and the craziest thing is is that this day and age, like achievements are recognised by plaques. And in YouTube, you get a hundred k plaque and a million plaque and a, a ten million diamond plaque. But and 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 what you've got would be shunned in many many instances, right? It'd be, people would be like, oh, two thousand people. Well, this guy that I watch gets two hundred thousand people. Yeah, like that. That's what society is today. But no one can take away from the fact that you can show your family, your children, your legacy that, hey, I had 2,000 people every week show up to hear what I had to say. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking awesome. Like, it actually is. I, I, I think as well, uh, I, this episode will almost certainly not be going up tonight because my head is pounding and I need to sleep. But this is being recorded on the 28th of February. That is a fact. You can take that to the bank. This... The first episode of this podcast went up on this day three years ago, the 28th of February. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, so um, I think just in the spirit of we've talked about giving and everything, I think I'd like to give away a Midnight Hour t-shirt. So to anybody who's still here at this point, um, go to YouTube, go to the YouTube section where the video is and just leave a comment and say what your t-shirt size is and what color you want. We have like black, white, green red purple why did you start with black that's almost like you're trying to over <laughs> you know what i mean like you're trying to overcompensate for the conversation we had earlier that's it's, not it's, okay in spanish it's negro <laughs> uh, but yeah um if you're unsure of the colors or whatever see I'm, I'm very interested to know how many people will actually go and leave that comment because i wonder how many people stay this late into the podcast but yeah, yeah i'm going to straight up yeah. give away a t-shirt and uh if you want one just go to the youtube if you're on itunes it'll be linked in the description if you're on soundcloud it'll be in the description if you're on any other podcast thing don't know how they all work personally but just go to youtube.com forward slash eldenero 90 and click on videos and go to the most recent midnight hour and uh go and try and win yourself a t-shirt and usually i get like nine comments so this could be pretty easy for me but uh you know if there's only one comment then that person automatically wins the t-shirt which is going back to the uh the person earlier uh, with the lottery thing that was like, do a giveaway, I need this. So uh, you never know. Someone might really need the T-shirt and they might be the only person to comment. So yeah, just leave the color and your size and then I'll message whoever wins. Fair enough. Or I'll pick two people and have them fight to the death. That sounds far more interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, anyway, thanks a lot for coming on the podcast. I uh, yeah. understand that you've been pretty busy lately, so I really appreciate your time. And uh, let's definitely do this again sometime. 100%. Awesome. That was fucking great. Right? That was great. That yeah, was... I know it wasn't what you wanted to have. No, but I like to try and enforce that.
So there you have it, folks. It turns out it was hate on the internet all along. Uh, the song closing the show is one-off song for the summer by a band that are called Koopa, I think. I'm not too sure. Um, I don't know why. I was, like, living my life as I do on a week-to-week basis the other week. And that song came into my head. It was one that I remember it being played on Kerrang! like literally 10 years ago. And I hadn't heard it since then. And I think I'd only ever heard it about twice. But it was stuck in my head. So uh, I had to check it out. And I found it on YouTube. And um, it is everything that I hoped it would be. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. If you did and you'd consider leaving a like, that would be awesome. Or a positive review on YouTube. Uh, nope, iTunes. Uh, five stars on iTunes, maybe. Any of that stuff. If you're on SoundCloud, a like and a repost or whatever is always really helpful. And uh, yeah, don't forget to comment on the YouTube video for your chance to win a t-shirt. Or if you already own a t-shirt, a mug. I've been Eldenero. I'll see you guys on Friday with the next episode. We're going to do the... Uh, conspiracy theories episode myself and dr john at least that's the plan anyway so hopefully that comes true and uh hey if it does then we've had two episodes in a week so that's pretty good i'll see you guys next time i've been el de niro fuck everything This is the one of